It's the remix. Well, we're living here in Brett Beach Town. Without him, Patrick is not around. Out in Arrowhead, they're winning games, throwing touchdowns, popping champagne. And Travis is catching the ball. Willie Gay is defending them all. And her sacks are coming from Chris Jones. Sky's making plays. We need more parades. We're living here in Brett Beach Town. Living here in Brett Beach Town. Dun, 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 dun. I haven't heard Beach Town in a while. Well, we've been on vacation. Kind of missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't heard it all year. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Uh, I want to read one quick text from the uh, the 913. Okay. Uh, Hi, guys. It's True Green Thumb, longtime listener of the show. My dad had a heart attack and is in the hospital. He loves you guys as much as I do. If you have time to shout him out, I'd appreciate it. His name is John. Yeah, you got it, John. Get better, John. Get well, John. Get well, John. Hope your dad's better, my man. Uh, why we played Brett Beach Town, though, was... Well, because it's a great song. Do, well, do, do well, we I need to have yeah, a reason right, why? Right. Yeah, Come on, now. Sometimes you just play the hits. Here we go from the 816. Thank you for Brett Beach Town. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Gets me pumped yeah. for another parade. We need to blast it on repeat as we troll through downtown. That'd be good. That'd be good. I agree. Uh, but we were thinking... It's hard, I think it's hard to live up to hype. Yeah. A lot of times, most hype doesn't pan out. Right, right, right. That there's a lot of things that are built up that just never, never come to fruition. A lot of high draft picks are are hyped. Oh God, that yes. don't come to fruition. I think it's a fifty percent hit rate on first round draft picks, right? Roughly. And the first rounders are unfair, are completely. I don't say unfairly judged, but there's a that's a different bar. Well, it is. Yeah, it's just yeah. a different bar. If Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a fifth round pick, nobody would care. Right, it's first round pick. They do. Right. Uh, but hype heading into the season. I don't know that anyone's delivered better than Isaiah Pacheco. He was a seventh round pick. And the Chiefs are kind of kind of pushing pushing him out there early, like behind the scenes is like a mm-hmm. watch out on this guy. Wow, we got a steal in the draft. Then I don't know about you, but I was like, okay, we'll see. We'll see. I'll keep it now. Thanks for like almost like thanks for pointing that out. Right. It's nice to 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 be on the front side of a few of those guys when 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 they do work out, but you know he's a seventh round pick at, at running back, and not sure. I don't. I don't see where he's over. He's over delivered on their hype. I mean, by far. Well, I look. I I think. And they it, they had a they had a lot of they had a lot of praise for him before he ever hit the field. Well, he he is to me the most valuable draft pick from this draft in the NFL for what he's doing, for where he was drafted, for the money that he's making. He is the most valuable draft pick in the two thousand twenty three 
draft in the entire league, not just for the Chiefs, for the entire NFL. He's fifth in the NFL among rookies in, in rushing this year, and he didn't really get started until like midway through the season. What is right? his first six first games? First six games, he didn't have more than three or four touches. He had well, yeah. he had two. He had two double figure carry games, but most of them were one, two, three, three, and then yeah, and then it like took off. Yeah, he right? didn't have. He didn't have. We were all wondering. We want to see more. We were intrigued. You wanted to see more. He uh, wasn't getting uh, a full run. You had right. CEH there. I mean, you were you were splitting time or whatever. And and then since he became, I guess, quote unquote, the feature back. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and- certainly his his production has been up. And as you mentioned, he's what seven? What'd you say? Fifth, 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 fifth in fifth running backs. In, in running backs. Yeah. Seven hundred and thirty yards, 700 yards or something like the that. Running backs. Right. So he's he's outperformed where he was drafted and you always remember those days when you first meet somebody or you see somebody and it kind of has an impact on you. I'll never forget seeing Isaiah Pacheco for the first time. It was a beautiful rainy day in St. Joe and we were forced inside into the practice facility and we're standing on the sidelines and there's three running backs. And it was Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Ronald Jones, and Isaiah Pacheco. And we looked at Clyde. We're like, wow, all right, he looks good. And then you look at like Ronald Jones. You're like, well, he's, he's much bigger than Clyde. And then you looked at Isaiah Pacheco and holy crap, that guy's huge. Right. <laughs> Remember having that conversation? Yeah. It was like, oh my goodness, look at how big it was like, I think it was a small, medium, large. It really was. <laughs> it was like, like <laughs> I think at one point we went like Clyde Edwards Alaire is like as tall as Pacheco's waist. Like it was it was insane. Like, this guy's like, built. Yeah. Holy cow. And and I remember talking to somebody within the organization that day. I said, I think this guy's gonna be really good. I, I mean, just looking at him for the first time today, like I kinda like what I see out of him. And and somebody had texted me, go, Yeah, I just you know, texted a buddy of mine the same thing. Like, I think this guy can be pretty good. And so on the same wave wavelength, and, and it's good to see where we are right now with him and seeing a seventh round draft pick who makes no money produce like this. Those are, those are what make you a good to great general manager. I'm not going to say it's easy to make first round draft picks. It's a lot easier to select somebody in the first round and have success than it is in the seventh round and have success like this. And I think we need to be giving more credit, more love towards Brett Veach and his staff for Isaiah Pacheco, we spend more time criticizing for picks like Breland speaks that don't hit instead of praising picks in the seventh round that not only hit, but exceed expectations tenfold. And I guess the, 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 the retort Josh is, well, that's his job to find good players. And so we're not going to talk about it cause they're good. You hit like this, like Brett Veach has done with Nick Bolton and Willie Gay and what Sky Moore has done offensively this year and the potential that he has. And you look at what Isaiah Pacheco is doing right now. Mark McDuffie, Carl Loftus, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey. Like, I mean, that's nine guys I just named out of basically the last two drafts that have gone on and have been very, very important players on this team. And so we're so quick in in sports and as fans to, ah, that guy sucks. He's a terrible drafter. We got to look back at what Brett Feach has done as the general manager of this team and the drafts that he's had of this team and the free agents that he's gone out there and procured, not the big name ones, but, you know, like, you know, the, the random running backs that they find seemingly every single year. I just think right now we're looking at an organization that is is the best in the NFL from top to bottom. They're just so good at what they do. I don't know that there's a true weakness right now in this organization. There's things you can nitpick, no question about it. But from a true weakness standpoint, from, from Clark Hunt and the Hunt family all the way down to the last guy on the practice squad, 
there's really no weakness at all. And that's why they're such a good organization. And you had made the comment to me off the air, I think. We were talking about the Rams. And Ben Maller says he wouldn't be surprised if Sean McVay walked away after this season from the Rams. It's been a rough season for them. And you looked at me and you go, well, it continues to show why this is special, what we're watching with the Chiefs right now. Because Look the Rams, fast the Rams the burned. Ra- less than a year ago, they were Super Bowl champs. And now they're Super Bowl chumps. And there's... No quarterback. The coach may leave. Their Who, best player may retire. They, right. You, you, you just you probably don't know. will retire. I got to imagine Aaron Donald's out too, right? If, yeah. I mean, I, I, he's McVay got a couple. And, if McVay goes, and I would say maybe Aaron Donald. I mean, he about walked I mean, last year too. Yeah, so, so, I mean, they, I, I felt like they tried to put the band together and it didn't work. And, I mean, and, and, and how look, many guys and look are. What, look what the Chiefs have done here and how they've maintained a level now through. The last, you know, five years. Josh, we won the Super Bowl three years ago. How many players are still left from that team? And they've maintained that level of consistency. Who's who's left from the Super Bowl championship team? Patrick, Travis, Chris, Chris Jones, Frank, Frank, McColl. He was part of that team, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they're like the kickers, there's, right? There's long a lot, snapper, but, there's, but not tur- many. Turnover, no, turnover in this league is uh, three years turns over very fast. Yeah. And, and they're still on top and they're still not on top. They're just continuing to kick ass and dominate their division. And the roster turnover has been almost 100% in three years. That's a credit to Brett Veach, man. That's a credit to the scouting department. That's a credit to all those guys who are doing things right now that you and I have never even considered doing, and they're finding these great players to continue to turn over the roster and continue to maintain themselves as a great organization. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is a big reason why they're able to do this, and they've got the quarterback, and they've got the head coach, but you need everybody else to come along too. And if you had 52 slugs out there, you're probably not winning a lot of games. Same coach quarterback combo started the season in LA. And now they're talking about maybe the coach retiring and all this stuff going on out there. I just like the fact that every, their entire drafts on the roster. Oh, it's, it's insane. Like, like pinch me, right? Like it's, it's crazy. They have 10 guys are all on the roster. Yeah. From from this draft on a, on a perennial contender which should be hard to crack, you know, in, in, in several ways, hard to crack a roster. Right. 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 If you draft 10 guys, they're like, well, if, if five make it in this, this draft, I mean, this, this team's pretty stacked. No, they've, they've found a way to, to supplement and, and have these guys part of moving forward. Right. They've got production for most of these guys too. There's a few that haven't seen a lot of playing time, but, um, a whole bunch of them have contributed this season, which is which is remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's, a, great. it's a really, really well done uh, draft. And, and, and the thing about Pacheco, too, he was one of those COVID guys that kind of got overlooked, kind of had that other year of eligibility that maybe people forgot about. The Chiefs didn't forget about him. Yeah, because that was the Pacheco thing was the he got lost in the COVID shuffle. Yeah, got lost the, in the COVID shuffle, yeah. and the Chiefs didn't forget about him. That's the difference between being a championship organization and being ass. You remember the little things and take care of all the details. This is such a great organization right now. And I know, look, I know we're upset about the kicker or the snapper or the holder or whatever we get upset about, right? And and it happens. And, and you, you get caught up in the games and you start to nitpick. 360-degree view or whatever they say, 36,000-foot view of what's going on right now here in Kansas City, we're blessed. We are blessed beyond belief that we have this organization that is ours that we can root for day in and day out because we could be in a dumpster fire like the Rams are right now. 
That's the defending Super Bowl champs. Worst defense of a Super Bowl championship of all time. The Chiefs just continue to roll on. A uh, coach is being praised for the uh, wrong reasons. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold. On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thirteenth, a week from tomorrow, Cinderblock Brewing, Six Tens doing another special playoff beer release. Cinderblock Brewing in North KC, six p.m. Friday, January thirteenth. The playoff pilsner will be tapped. So come on out, have some fun with us. Last year, this event was awesome. We had a great time, and they have never sold as much beer as they did that night. So come on out, it's a good party. We'll be at the Cinderblock Brewing. Friday the 13th, starting at 6. Hope to see you there. We tap the playoff Pilsner and get ready for the uh, postseason. Will Spectre be there, you know, just in case he doesn't have the hot moon in him? <laughs> yes. He'll be there drinking top-shelf beverages and mocking you for how you – no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> for, how, for how you drink it, even yeah, though he right, doesn't right. like to be mocked for how he's yeah. drinking it. I don't yeah. know. He lost me. If you, missed the, if you missed the Spectre interjector earlier, it was a doozy. Uh, you can check it out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. Uh, this this story pissed me off. I don't know about you. Me too. And, and I talked to a, a mutual friend of ours yesterday about this, and I knew it would piss him off, so I sent it yeah. to him. Yeah. Boy, the response that I got was exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> he was so mad I think, at this story. I think a lot of I, – I, I enjoy coaches. I, I do. I like them. I think they uh, – they can do a, a great job, and it's a taxing job, and at times they overtax it. And we all can be accused of not spending enough time with each other. Yeah. I thought but, about it after I heard this story yesterday. I'm like, I don't know that I spent enough time with my kids. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that way as well. Like, okay, right. I need to, to do a better job of that. So we sat down and watched a half hour of Everybody Loves Raymond together. <laughs> there you go. Night. No phones. We're watching Raymond. There you go. But this one just, like, why is there praise? Right. Uh, Rick Barnes is the basketball coach at Tennessee. But he shares a story about Josh Heupel, the football coach, and presumably about how he's just a great dad. I'm going to tell you the best story I can tell you about Josh Heupel. Uh, they were getting, were getting ready to play uh, Alabama. On a Wednesday, he called me and asked if he could bring his son to the gym and shoot for 30 minutes with his son. He said, I need to spend some time with my son. Think about it. Getting ready to play at the University of Alabama, and most football coaches think they've got to work. And he works. But they, you, you know, the uh, fact that Josh is that grounded and I think that speaks volumes about his confidence, his security, and who he is, and the fact that he has created within his staff a staff that, again, they, they are all in. Pardon me while I vomit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to 
Could you imagine on a Wednesday before a Saturday game against Alabama? He spent he 30 minutes of time kid. for his kid. Wow. 30 minutes. We're supposed to applaud him for this? What the hell? I mean, it's cool. He got the hookup. He could go over the, to the gym in Tennessee and shoot hoops with his kid. That's a great fine. That's a great thing. But give me a break. I mean, this guy in the middle of the week for Alabama. Yeah, but he's Alabama. I mean, he carved out 30 minutes for his son. One thing if they're playing Ole Miss. <laughs> I mean, he might have taken 45 minutes. He did 30, though, because it was uh, Alabama. Could you imagine Alabama four days out? <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> this, I, I, I don't understand. Are you supposed that. to stand up and applaud? Yeah. Now, it's I'm sure. Dumbest, dumbest thing ever. I'm sure people will eat that up and go, wow, what a, wow, he carved out time during Alabama week to be with his kid. Yeah, he should. He yeah. should. Yeah. Every day, whether it's Alabama week or Tuesday. As a dad, you should want to be there. And that's one of the things, you know, you, you look at these coaches and the hours and, and whatnot that they put in. For what? To spend 30 minutes a week there with was, your son shooting hoops at Tennessee? We were, we were discussing. And his kid's got a hell of an arm, too. If you, They had some video of his kid throwing the football around. I'm telling you what, man, look out. That kid's going to be a yeah, prospect yeah, soon. Sure. He is tall. Sure. He can he can hurl the football. Pretty yeah. cool. He's got us to get some time with his dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We were discussing this earlier, and I can't remember. I can't remember who the coach was, but I remember there was another instance. I want to say it was like an NFL coach, and it was. I don't. I don't remember who it was, but I remember someone telling the story, like, "Oh yeah, he was. He spent all his time at the facility." And I remember one time where he, he, uh, he drove home to to pick up the kids from school, and then uh, and then had a meal with them, and then he'd come right back to the facility like it was a badge of like it was a badge yeah, of honor. Know. To then to they go pick up your kids, have a meal, and then go right back to the office. I don't know. How about staying home? How about staying that? How about cutting your day off and not not going back and putting in all those hours uh, thinking of football? I mean, come on. That's it's uh oh, that, that that story is like Rick Barnes is like he, he thinks he's praising him. Meanwhile, you're really not. Yeah. No, I do appreciate when 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 coaches can have their kids around yes as much as possible like Absolutely, in their job which yeah. is a, which can be a nice perk mm-hmm. that sh- that you know most people don't have you don't Absolutely. get to take your kid to work all the time but i've seen plenty of coaches where the the you know the kids are around at practice I mean, or Bill whatever took tyler to work for 4 years, <laughs> for four years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and plus the, plus all the recruiting tyler yeah, had to do and, yeah. and living with those high high ranked recruits and yeah. stuff yeah I almost said priced. Yeah. High rank recruits yeah. and stuff. You now it it's priced because yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, you can you know, say um, it now. All now that stuff, yeah. Yeah. No, but you know the you know you're able to have them around yeah. and they come to practice and they grow up. With the, you know some of that stuff's great. great. Like, yeah, you know, some of that stuff's um, really cool. Or 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 a player. You know, you know Patrick Mahomes talking about being in yeah, locker room. Being and stuff. in the locker room. That's right. That's yeah. really cool. But like, oh my gosh, on a Wednesday, this guy spent time with his kid. Yeah, just another coach praising another coach for spending thirty minutes with his kid. I'm like, what is what is going on here? Thirty minutes. He spent 30 minutes yeah. with his son yeah. in Alabama week. Yeah. Whoa. I'm going to give him the impact award. At least if he was spending 30 minutes, shouldn't he have been reading to him? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing homework. Go take him to get a bite Oof. to eat. Oof. Oh. My goodness. So funny. My 30 goodness. minutes. Uh, so the, uh, the, uh, the Chiefs were among virtually all the teams that, that spoke quite a bit yesterday about you know, how the impact of DeMar Hamlin's injury has had around the NFL, and it's obviously been a, a big one. Every team kind of mm-hmm. probably gathered and met and went to their position groups and met and talked and had 
a lot of reality checks about the uh, the dangers of their sport and what they're going through in order to perform at their highest level. Yeah. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling definitely sounded uh, reflective yesterday. We all play this game and we put our lives on the line. And, you know, to see one of our, you know, football brothers, um, you know, in this fraternity of football go down like that and, you know, lose his life, um, it's, it's hard. You know, we, we put our lives on the line every single play, and a lot of people take that for granted. And um, it, it's tough to see. It's tough to sleep at night because that could have been any one of us. It could have been myself, any one of those guys in the locker room. Um, and I think every football player, you know, around the, the country felt that. Now, my question is, do we take it for granted? Do we take know. what for granted? That they they do put their livelihoods on the line. and I think we take everything for granted in life until something happens, and then we have to reflect back on it. Yes, I, I, yeah. I, I do think at times. Sure, yeah. But I don't think once the injury happened to Hamlin, I don't think anybody – I mean, there was a couple people out there that were, you know, off the rocker with some of the things they had to say, but – I don't think anybody is taking anybody for granted after watching what we saw on Monday night. I know I'm not. Yeah, I I, I couldn't tell the tone. I couldn't tell the tone there. He tweeted some things the day before. Yeah, and then spoke again. I'm like, well, was he getting? I don't know. Social media feedback, which is quite possible. Possible. That right. said, shut up and play or something. I I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I, no, I don't think. Situation. I don't. Come on. I don't think that uh, that any of that should be a part of things and no i mean the, we we do watch them perform on sunday and we do forget there's monday through saturday as well sometimes. right yeah and yeah. don't don't lose sight of that would be my recommendation for fans. i hey, wonder how many people are going to be reflective though that play in this league and say you know what i'm good and walk away I think after this be season i, I think, think there, there, i think there yeah. will be some yeah. i don't think there, i don't think there'll be a a huge number but i think there will definitely be some guys who say i'm out this has just been tweeted by the buffalo bills uh, per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. Oh, thank goodness. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. That's some awesome news. That's fantastic news. Yeah, K- Kier Elam is just tweeted out, our boy is doing better, awake, and showing more signs of improvement. Thank That's you, awesome. God. Keep the prayers coming. Who said that? That's awesome. Uh, looks like one of the teammates. It just popped up on NFL Network. Um, and he said, our, our guy's awake? Our guy is awake and wow. showing signs. That's of great. Improvement. Oh, I got goosebumps, man. I'm not going to yeah. lie. My whole body is tingling right now with that news. That is so freaking awesome. Former Chiefs defensive back Mark McMillan now covers the uh, Raiders out in Las Vegas. He'll tell us about the dysfunction that's still underway with the silver and black. Next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind 
Chief Mark McMillan now covers the Raiders out in Las Vegas. He's always cooking great stuff on the grill as well. But he still represents the Chiefs, even though he's he's covering the Raiders at this point in time. But as Bob and I catch up with Mark, discuss obviously the Monday night game. As a former player, his reaction when he saw the DeMar Hamlin injury. It's tough. Um, you know, tough to watch. You know, just can't really put it into words. Um, you know, we play this game. Um, it just goes to show you that we're human. Um, you know, as fans, you know, uh, we get excited. We talk about our players. You know, play don't, a player doesn't make a play. We get on them. There's fantasy football. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on outside of the, the locker room. But when you see something like that, um, you know, it's – I can't even put it into words. You know, it's scary, you know, just to think a man actually died, uh, you know, on, on the field and uh, had to be brought back to life, you know, in, in, in real time, you know, um, it's tough, man. Like I said, I've, I've I've played this game a long time, and I've seen players get knocked out, and uh, you know, players have to get taken out of the game. But uh, never an ambulance on the field where they're uh, ministering uh, CPR on, on a player um, after a routine tackle seemed like. You know, that's the scary part. Um, it wasn't like it was just a vicious hit. It was pretty much a routine tackle. You're like, okay, he made the play, and. Um, you know, we saw it play out from there. So um, I, my hearts and prayers go out to the Hamlin family, his teammates, uh, the Buffalo Bills Mafia. Um, I know as Chief fans, we're like, you know, we were excited. We want to get that home field advantage. But, you know, this uh, takes a backseat uh, to what's going on uh, with Mr. Hamlin. So I just hope he's continue to uh, to progress in the, in the right way. Mark, what's the scariest thing you've ever seen on a football field that you've been a part of? Uh, I would say the scariest thing is probably, uh, you know, my, my, I think it was my second year in the league. Uh, we played the Chicago Bears. Uh, I think it was Wendell Davis, who was a wide receiver. We both go up. We're playing in Veterans Stadium. Everybody know that turf was terrible. Uh, and then I just hear two snaps, and I just hear him screaming. And, you know, once he lands, it was like slow motion. Uh, you know, both his kneecaps were dislocated uh, on that same play, and uh, you know, come to find out, you know, when they carted him off, you know, they said his kneecaps were in his thigh pads, which oh. was something I've never, you know, experienced. So that was probably one of the most uh, uh, gruesome um, yeah. you know, injuries that, that I've <laughs> been a part of, you know, when you dislocate both of your kneecaps uh, just on a routine play with just both going up for the ball. And, um, you know, I just hear two snaps. It was almost like a baseball bat. Uh, hitting the ball, you know, at, at full speed, and he he falls, he's screaming, and I'm I'm you know I'm in shock and just praying it wasn't me, and you know just hearing that, and I think he sued the city of Philadelphia uh, as well. I think his wife was a lawyer. I think he won his case. You know, I, I wish this was TV right now so you could see the reaction of Josh and I when you were talking about that story. When you said kneecaps in his thigh pads, I thought I, I thought of a home. Yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. see that, but but I I also thought about where's the nearest trash can? I got to vomit. Like like it just <laughs> that's the effect that that had. Just hearing yeah. that story. Yeah, it was it was tough, man. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, just being a part of that play. Uh, like I've seen players get knocked out. Uh, you know, you see players tear their tear their ACLs, but. Uh, you know, to hear that sound in a stadium full of 60,000 people and, you know, just hearing him scream on the on the turf, man, was 
it was it was it was crazy, man. And you know, all I can do is just pray for that man. And once we found out the extent of his injuries, it was like he's never he never played football again. You know, he, uh, you know, his career was over at that particular moment. Mark McMillan joining us here on Six Ten Sports Radio. Now we're all uh, we'll all get back to. Uh, you're on in Vegas. Uh, certainly strange times, making the move at quarterback and benching, and and essentially being done now with Derek Carr and Jarrett Stidham comes in and actually plays pretty well uh, last week. What what is the vibe around what the future holds for for the um, Raiders at this point? Um, everybody's just up in uh, up in arms. You know, um, we kind of kind of seen it play out. You know, the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you watched the game last week. Uh, with Stenham at quarterback, it was a totally different offense. Um, you know, obviously, uh, to Derek Carr's, you know, defense, he never had all his receivers uh, playing at one time. Um, you know, and then the last game, obviously, he had all his receivers in Pittsburgh, but it was too late. You know, the writing was on the wall. And just, you know, from, you know, just sources inside the media, um, that was his final interview partake from the owners uh, and the head coaches. And you just never felt like they felt – Derek Carr was the guy just going to the press conferences and, you know, early in the season, throwing Derek under the bus, um, you know, and Derek just stayed, stayed true to himself and never, uh, uh, never talked about the organization, um, you know, but I just don't think they uh, bought into Derek Carr. Um, you know, it seems like they bought into Stenum because he was the guy from New England. He's Josh's guy. Um, he's a young guy, um, you know, out of Auburn. He knows the offense well. As you saw it uh, last week against the 49ers, we have one of the best defenses in the National Football League, and he pretty much shredded them up for, you know, 30-some points. So has Tom Brady purchased a house yet in Vegas, or is he just still looking for a house out in Las uh, Vegas now? I hope he purchases one, you know, and I hope he reaches out to my to my wife because she's a realtor here in <laughs> Vegas. So maybe, you know, maybe, she get a cut. maybe she can get a cut of that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that down payment. But, you know, I know the talks are strong about Tom Brady. I know they talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, but I don't think that's – that's an upgrade from Derek Carr. Um, obviously, you know, I'm sure Josh has a man crush on Tom Brady. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it doesn't take a rocket science to look at the weapons that they have with Waller, uh, Devontae Adams, um, you know, Renfro, uh, Josh Jacobs. His contract is up at running back. He's, um, you know, he's in the running for the MVP. You know, he leads the league in rushing. Um, he's breaking all of Marcus Allen's records here uh, with the Raiders. So um, it's going to be, uh, you know, obviously – you know, um, Green Bay Packers quarterback, you know, his, his name came up as well, you know, but I don't, I don't think uh, Rodgers is leaving Green Bay because his cap hit will be way too much for Green Bay to swallow. So it's going to be pretty interesting, man. I'm sure if Brady was here, uh, they don't have an offensive line, to, I don't think, to entice Brady, but we all know when Tom Brady goes somewhere, offensive linemen jump in. It's almost like the transfer portal uh, to follow and play for Tom Brady. So, you know, looking at everything that's gone on out there, though, did they make a mistake with Josh McDaniels? Because, look, Mark, judging based on where Josh and I sit here in Kansas City, we look at Derek Carr like he's a really good quarterback. Did they make the mistake with McDaniels? Can't get out of his deal because they can't afford to buy him out, so now they're making the quarterback the scapegoat? I, I said that last week on the show. I thought Derek Carr was used as the scapegoat. Um, you look at the play calling, you look at some of the things that they've been running all year, um, just some of the decisions that the you know Josh has been making, uh, but they're stuck in it. You know they're they're stuck with Josh for another year at least with the contract they gave him. But if you look at the same pattern that happens in Denver, it's the exact same pattern that's happening here in Las Vegas. So there's nothing different. I don't see why Mark Davis didn't really uh, take a strong look at bring just bringing the coach back from last year. Those guys made it to the playoffs. 
last year regarding, you know, with, with, the, with the Rudd situation going on, with the Gruden situation going on, those guys rallied around and had Cincinnati beat in the playoffs. And, you know, so, um, you know, Derek Carr is a talented quarterback. Uh, there's no doubt, you know, he makes some mistakes. Uh, but I think he was playing behind the eight ball uh, for the last five weeks. You can just see it in his eyes, his body language. Uh, in the press conferences, it was just like it was like a defeated man. So is the belief that Mark Davis believes in Josh McDaniels? And if not, do you even bring in a quarterback anyway? <laughs> well, it, it, all the signs say he believes in him. You know, obviously he goes on radio. He goes on record, said, hey, Josh is our guy. Uh, we're behind him 100%. Um, you know, he's supposed to say that. Now, we know if Al Davis was alive, he would not be saying that. You know, he would not watch this ship go down like this, uh, you know, and burn, you know, because they have a lot of talent on that roster. Um, you know, it's a playoff team uh, by the roster, but, you know, they just didn't get it done. Um, you look at the defensive coordinator, Frazier, who came over from the Giants, who had one of the worst defenses uh, the last couple of years in New York, and then they bring them here, and the defense didn't get any better. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of mistakes that they made, I think, in the coaching staff, uh, but I don't think uh, Mark Davis is going to come out and uh, publicly – say it you know what does it mean for Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones to say it but I, Mark Davis will say it <laughs> yeah talking with Mark McMillan what is it what does it mean though for Devontae Adams now who came there because of Derek Carr does he want to get out um he said he's you know he's riding with his guy he just left it open like that but um you know Devontae got a lot of money on the table and I, I know him and Carr are buddies uh but you know they both got the bag they both got a lot of money uh but uh, I'm sure Devontae is frustrated. But if you watch uh, Devontae play all season long, you know, he's been a professional. Um, he's one of the top five receivers in the league, in my opinion, probably top two. Um, if you look at the film, I see him every week, uh, every Sunday, and some of the catches this guy is making, it's like unbelievable. Um, so, you know, Devontae Adams, um, I don't see him going anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be part of the decision who what quarterback that they bring in. Um, you know, Stenon is a, a is a good backup quarterback. You know, but he made a good case last week against the 49ers that he could, you know, he can be a, effective in this league. AFC West games involving the Chiefs have been close. Uh, do the Raiders have a chance to keep this one close again? You know, a lot of people counted them out uh, against the 49ers, and you know they had a chance to win the game. You know, uh, you know they uh, gold misses a field goal. Uh, you know, Stenon goes down, gets hit, and the, you know 49ers get an interception. Um, but like I said, when you have Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the league, you have Devontae Adams, who opposes problems to any defensive back. Uh, they're always in the game, and this is a rivalry game. Um, you know, obviously the Chiefs, uh, you know, want to try to lock up that home field advantage. Uh, the Raiders want to try to get get back from last time they played them in Arrowhead. They had a chance to win, uh, but you know, it'll be a close game because it's a division game, and um, I, I don't see the Raiders going to lay down, uh, especially after last week's performance against the 49ers what are you cooking this weekend mark mcmillan uh you know what there's a lot of kansas city chiefs fans coming in town man so it's barbecue places all over man it's like it's gonna be chiefs kingdom invading las vegas so i don't even think i have to cook this weekend but i'm sure i'm gonna throw a brisket on the grill probably uh tomorrow just a little prep uh just to continue to season my gorilla grills you know one of my main partners now i partnered up with so uh, Chief Kingdom, man, they're they're excited. Uh, I know Dana Hughes; he's been talking trash about where's the best barbecue here in in, uh, in Vegas. So uh, I'm excited to uh, you know to, to mingle with the fans again. Obviously, uh, see some of the coaches. I'm uh, good friends with Big Red, so excited to see him uh, before the game as well. And like I said, man, when you put on the Chief uniforms, 
almost like being with the Eagles. Everybody knows here. I do the Raiders pregame live, but everybody knows, like, are you going to have anything red during the show this week? And you know, obviously I don't want to put that in their face, but I'm excited to see the boys come in, man. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be. And, and and you mentioned the best barbecue in Las Vegas. The the best barbecue in Las Vegas is a plane ticket to Kansas City. <laughs> I wouldn't I would doubt that. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people that swear there's some barbecue, but I, that's why I barbecue myself. You or know, at I Mark's house. Always, I mean, fun. <laughs> yeah, or at your house. <laughs> yeah, I always count on myself getting some good barbecue, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the playoffs to come. And then, you know, just looking forward to the Super Bowl, it could be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs battling in Arizona. How cool would that be? Be awesome, my man. Be awesome. And people can get your olive oil here in Kansas City now, right? And I'm excited, man. Bob, I appreciate your support, man. Uh, you know, over there at Hy-Vee uh, in Olathe, Kansas, man, you can pick up my Grill and McMillan olive oil. I know Dana Hughes is going over there. He picked up some. Uh, Tim Grunhart, you know, he supported. He picked up some as well. So the support has been good, man, since I launched like a month ago. So now I'm in uh, Vegas stores here, uh, Barbecue Concepts. I'm in Ace Hardware stores in Arizona. And now I'm in Kansas City. You know, that's where I want to be. So the barbecue sauce uh, is coming up in February, too. So we're going to do a big launch with that as well. And stay tuned for some huge news that's going to be announced uh, pretty soon uh, with a segment. Can't say what it is, but, you know, it's going to air on Fox. So I'm excited about that, too. So stay tuned. Getting excited about that. Mark, enjoy the game this weekend, my man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate you guys. Go Chiefs. That's Mark McMillan. Grilling McMillan. How about that? He's in the high V and Olathe. Get the olive oil. There we go. That sounds good. I'm going to make a trek out there to to high V to do that. That's right. It's only at the one in Olathe right now at like 151st or 159th, you know. Um, And if it does well, then maybe you'll get in some of the other stores. So if you want to support a former chief who's got some good food out there, Go check them out at the yeah. Hy-Vee and Olathe. And if you're ever hungry, don't follow him on oh, God, social no. media. Uh-uh. But do follow him because it's great. But yeah. don't. But yeah. don't because he makes you hungry. Yeah. yeah. Um, from the 913, would the Dolphins swap Tua for Carr? My response would be, would the Raiders swap Carr for Tua? I don't know that you're getting better if you take Tua. Is Tua going to play? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. He's had a couple of concussions. Three concussions year, right? or whatever yeah. in a year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 think, I think Carr... However, it, it ends up going out, whether it's a trade, they just release him. I think he's going to be a hot commodity this offseason. For yes, because I think he's a good quarterback. I do, too. And I think he's a good leader. And I, I think what what him and Rich Basaccia did last year, and, and, and McMillan kind of touched on that. And you and I have been saying that since day one. Like, you and I said they should never have gotten rid of Basaccia. What he I'm, did last I'm never, year. I'm never the interim guys always scare me. I get it. But, but I think they let that team into the play, got that team into the playoffs. That's right. everything that had gone down. I thought, man, you, you, this guy sounds like he's probably a leader and he's got a good pulse of what this squad is. So, yeah, yeah. would have made would have made much more sense to to keep him around. And it's not like you went out and got a sexy name. Josh McDaniels, that's not a sexy name. It's not like you went out there and got rid of Rich Bisacci and hired Pete Carroll or Mike Tomlin, or Andy Reid, or Bill Belichick. Not to mention, if you're financially strapped, Rich Passaccia would have been cheaper. Would have been great. It would have been like 785k a year. Like, yeah, I'll take it. Let's yeah, do sure. it. <laughs> but that, that's, you know, that was, a. I think, when you talk about, like, the Oakland Raiders have made mistakes over the years, as we know, they suck. But that's going to go down, in my opinion, as one of the biggest blunders that they made. I mean, get, not, not just getting rid of Basaccia. 
but hiring some slappy who's already been a failed head coach and now getting rid of a quarterback who's very good, probably a top 10 quarterback in the league, right? I don't know, but I am intrigued to see where his next stop is and how the change of scenery helps or mm-hmm. whatever. I, th- I think he's been a solid quarterback. I hasn't won a ton, uh, but I think he's, you know, you look around the league, you're like, would you rather have him or him? And there's a, you know, he's up there. Would you rather have him or half the guys that are going to be yeah, playing I'm saying. on Sunday? Yeah, no, you know? I think, I think you'd, you'd rather have Carr. Yeah. yeah, you'd rather have him over Stidham. Well, <laughs> Josh McDaniels did. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But I would, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do like this from the 913 car to Indy. Keep the normalcy. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate that either. Yeah. Just to keep to keep that going. Who's the coach there, though? I don't no, know. That's right. Who's going to be the coach in Indy, right? Probably going to be Jeff Saturday. But uh, you really think he's going to get the job full time? Yeah. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you? Oh, my. Do I think they're really going to honestly open it up to every candidate? No, I think you think they got their guy. If he wants it, I bet. Oh, I wow. bet. Yeah. All right. They'll have a sham of a. Of a uh, a hiring process, and then Jeff Saturday's back. Yeah, okay. Just assuming he wants to continue, it sounds like he does. Yeah, that's amazing. I thought it'd just be the interim thing, <laughs> like and then like no. I mean, they got their clock cleaned by the Giants, and then Jeff Saturday's talking nonsense about Kayvon Thibodeau after the game. Now, doing a snow angel when the quarterback was knocked down, he didn't know the quarterback was knocked down. But I like how Kayvon Thibodeau goes, "Who's Jeff Saturday?" <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah, he did. He did a. He did a uh, fantastic. Never, never heard of him. Who? Well, I just want to say, who's the gatekeeper of when to do something? So once we figure out who the gatekeeper is, then we can write the rules and then we can establish, you know, the narratives and things like that. But until you know, you guys actually are in the sport and do it and be in that moment, you can't create a narrative on it. You know. Well, we're not creating a narrative on it. The guy, the other team's coach, had a problem, and he's the guy who played the game. The That's other team's I players don't know, I don't had know a who problem he is. with it. No, I just don't know who. Like, anybody who comments on it, unless I know who they are, doesn't really affect me. That's it. Yeah, I don't know that guy. I don't, <laughs> don't know who he is. Wow. That's the ultimate. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. All right, Cardi. I'm, I'm good at Cardi. That's an interesting story. <laughs> Just continue to remove. Yeah. yeah. Carson Wentz, is he playing in the league next year? No. 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 Can't. Can't. No. Can't. Can't. No, he's a he. There are certain people in life that are energy givers and energy suckers. Carson Wentz sucks more energy than anybody, yeah, yeah. and can't, sucks. Can't, can't, can't. Just, yeah. just plain, just plain. Sucks. From the seven eight five, you were bagging on Carr last year and how bad he was. What has changed? We never bagged on Derek Carr. We've always said he's a good quarterback. We just can't root for him because he plays for and the Raiders. I think he's one of the nicest dudes ever. Yeah. I don't know that I would completely follow him. I have bagged a little bit as a leader because I think he's a cornball. He is a little bit, yeah. You know, but at, at times, if you roll your eyes, like, okay, is this guy really? Am I? But he's a good quarterback. Does he command? The, does he command the room? I don't know. It looks like a nice dude that I have a beer with, and I think he plays a decent quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, we've never really thrown him under the bus. I thought he was going to have a really good year this year. Then they hired Josh McDaniels and screwed him. Oh, I think he's all right. I think he's all right. He's a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks around the league. Oh God, yes. It'll be intriguing to see where that quarterback carousel lands. Uh, if you missed any of the show today, it was almost like a combo Wednesday, Thursday show. It was very nice. Because we forgot so much stuff on Wednesday. that we. Are you reminding us of the round table tomorrow? Yeah, the round tomorrow. It's Friday. we got to get on that. <laughs> and uh, shout out to the Don's consigliere. Robert Duvall turns 92 today. Yeah. Ah. Say happy birthday. Bobby D.
So if you missed any of the Wednesday, Thursday edition of the show, you can check it out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Tomorrow is Friday, right? Tomorrow is Friday. Friday. So we'll have the roundtable. We all have uh, Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, joining us as well at 730. The roundtable in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, I don't know. That's all I remember. Billy is off this week. Billy Billy has the week off. All right. So his new year will start next part of his contract. What are you going to say? Cody Golder next here on 610 Sports Radio. Thank you.